0: doing this video real quick before we take off but I just wanted to let you know that this is an unreleased podcast we filmed in Sweden so check it out me and my dad were having a conversation we were walking and talking in Stockholm Um, I hope you enjoy it it's a bit of a funny one slash a heavy one it's on spiritual warfare Um, but I hope you enjoy it share with a friend see you guys on Friday so we decided to come to Stockholm do a battle ready on the road we were supposed to come here in 2017 yeah. And you had a fight with cancer, a battle with cancer, and that it that it seems like you've won, and which is a beautiful thing and a, and a miracle. But
1: well, we were supposed to be here. We were supposed to be here, 2017, and we had to cancel. Yeah, and I, I hate canceling. You hate canceling. You tried to go. I did. I was trying to postpone my surgery so I could keep this commitment. But it's kind of amazing <laughs> that we're here three years later. Yeah. You to do a battle right here. It just feels kind of right.
0: It does. It was yeah. kind of like the next installation of what we're going to do. We've started a new TV show with the Hillsong channel. McManus. Which is like battle ready with a budget. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and and we just started shooting the first few episodes. And this is that we're shooting this a week before it launches. Which is pretty cool. This is exciting. And we feel like the producing team and, and all of the, the, the crew at Hillsong have been so like championing. And, and so I'm excited to get into that. But we still want to do this. Still want to do this battle ready. As yeah, raw as
1: it is, I, I think it's important just to talk about things that we're facing and dealing with, and, and and just to have open conversations about life. And I I feel like a lot of the stuff that is out there is so um, overproduced that it becomes almost too sanitized, and you never get to have the real raw honest conversations. Yeah, hold oh, on, that's so cool. There's a skateboard and a suit just right there. Well, this is raw and unfiltered. Sorry, 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 I'm back, I'm back, I'm back.
0: (laughs) No, so many of the conversations are so raw and unfiltered, or so scripted, we're talking about that. Yeah. Even our show, like, there's moments where we're talking with, like, Steve, our, our producer, who's... Oh, the best is stuff like, is going to be left awesome. on editing. And we're like, Steve, like, we need to film these conversations. This is the good but stuff. But they did. A lot of the trailers are all the
1: outtakes and, <laughs> and uh, the moments that... We're and not supposed to be on camera. And I, that's what I do like about what's happening with the show is that we're keeping a lot of the stuff that I think a lot of people would cut away. Yeah. And that's what makes life more interesting. Yeah, it does. I, I wow, Look at the manures up there. I think it's supposed to be a Jewish community.
0: I do think though that like so much of the moments that we care about are the moments that we know people will never see, because I think those are the moments where we've learned so much about ourselves and so much about life and so much about our relationship with God and so much about other people that you you when things are perfect, it isn't where you actually learn the most. Venice has been a church for almost two and a half years now mm-hmm. if you if you like. Consider the beginning of that already in Venice, like the beginning of beginning our of church, campus, yeah. the of campus. It was a Wednesday night thing. And we've, I think I've almost killed that campus like three or four different times, <laughs> whether we lost the venue or we just lost a lot of, like this summer, we lost eight leaders just because they moved from LA, wow. joined master's programs, got different jobs, went back home, moved to help other campuses. I lost eight of my like key leaders, people who <laughs> were running things. And and, pe- and I have, that's a smaller campus. And then you have churches all over the world that lose key people all the time. And 2019 felt like it was a hard year for everyone. And I think there's a lot of people that
1: just had a challenging
0: year with 2019. And I called you one week and I remember talking to the, my co-lead, Carlos Pimentel and one of my best friends in the world. And, and then I called you and I just said, I think, I think we're done in Venice. I think I've killed it. I'm, and I was, I was, pre, you know, I was kind of preaching and, or, or, or maybe speaking a little bit. And you were like, "Why don't you just like back yourself and stick with it and and don't give up and and it, and just do?" You told me you're like you're building a church bigger than the church that I built at 30, and I was. Yeah, I also 20. said
1: instead of giving up, why don't you try getting to work?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell me to just work harder. Yeah. And and it felt impossible. It felt like I was working as hard as I could, doing everything I thought I could do spending time with people, building events, reaching new people, Mm -hmm. trying to put on a cool gathering, Thursday nights in Venice, on the beach. And I just could not get my friends to keep showing up. I couldn't get people to stay consistent and to grow and to invite their friends. And I just said, you know, I'm just gonna do this. I'm gonna preach every week. And if it dies, at least it died and I learned something. Mm -hmm. And we got, and it didn't grow right away. No, It was like six, six to six weeks to maybe like eight weeks later we had hit 120 people and we were so tired and exhausted and there was no green room there was not that you need a green room but there was no space to collect your thoughts i'd have to go into the alley and hide behind a dumpster like next to a dumpster and then in in next to an apartment building i'd have to use that as my rest (laughs) it's good to know they have angry drivers in sweden too and and one night, just 200 people showed up. Mm-hmm. And we grew by like 60 people overnight. And then the next week it was like 210. And the last and it, few weeks? And is... the last few weeks, it was... Over 300? Over 300. No, it was, no, in that room it was over 200. And, yeah. and we got to a place where it, it started growing. Yeah. And, and it felt like we were untouchable. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was so funny because we were, even though there was life change happening before, it just felt like there was so much going on when the people sh- showed up and, and maybe that's me being insecure. <laughs> but every time you build something you want people you want people to go, you know what I mean?
1: But so I look at it and go, I think a part of the environment you guys were creating was an environment of expectation. People show up when there's expectation, when they feel like there's life here, there's something happening, and if you don't believe that something's going to happen, the people coming aren't going to believe that. Yeah. If you don't believe there's a future, they're not going to believe there's a future. And I think I was,
0: <laughs> I think I was filling the environment with my insecurities.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Sometimes we have to be careful because a huge part of leadership is shaping environment, and you cannot hide what's really inside of you. People will feel it. No. <laughs> and, I was, and I was such a coward, <laughs> and so
0: afraid, and I think I took it so personally that let's let's walk on this side and i think it was so i think i took it so personally that that people weren't showing up because it was my thing and i realized that like i didn't have that much power over people and it's, it's not your thing and it wasn't my <laughs> thing and and
1: you're a part of this bigger thing right part you know, of this bigger beautiful thing. thing
0: and i and oh uh, we talked about it with my team i was like this is more your thing than it is my thing there's mm-hmm. more of you than there is me and if we're going to do this we got to do it together and if we're going to fail we're going to fail together and 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 something switched and and we got to a point where it grew so much Mm -hmm. that we couldn't be in that venue anymore that's awesome which was incredible because there was only one restroom so right before i had to go to to speak i'd have to ask a friend to like wait in line in the bathroom line for me to then jump in the bathroom (laughs) or run out to the alley and like use the restroom it was horrible and funny and i remember the last week um we, it's our last week, and I told the team, like, we're not finding a new venue until I can't see the concrete on the floor anymore. That's right, that's good. And there were chairs in front of me, behind me. The worship team was having to sit on stage, <laughs> and it was the most epic feeling. And we were cramming all these people in this little space. And I was in the bathroom about to go preach, last worship song, and I hear this huge thud. And it is loud. We're in a box, it's loud. I hear this huge thud over the worship. and a woman came in and tried to to basically like come on stage and one of the volunteers like sweetly was like oh hey just just wait um we'll get you a seat right after this song's done because it was a bit hectic and the roads were filled and she just instead of being okay with it we we didn't realize she was actually like a kind of crazy and just hit him in the face there's hit, hit our leader in the face. And he's one of one of our we call him the true pastor of, of Venice. He's one of my main guys. This guy named Marcos Brazilian. And so he gets like clocked in the head. And this and one of our security teams kinda like escorts her outside and we're outside and we're in this moment where we're completely surrounded by people off the beach. There's like these homeless people, there's transient people, just kind of the crazy hippies that live in Venice. And our security team is And this woman are now fighting (laughs) fighting and 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 i remember just feeling how much spiritual warfare there was in this moment Mm. and i think so oftentimes we forget that we are surrounded by a spiritual environment surrounded by this environment that we cannot see that there's there's good and evil, there's light and darkness, and, and so many people would say that there's, you know, there's the devil and then, and then there's God, and I don't really think it's an, I don't think the devil is an, uh, uh, a, uh, a, a qualified uh, villain to be against God, I don't think there's anything as good. <laughs> it's or, not as, even, it's It's, even. it's yeah. unfair, and God is so much greater. But I do think we let those things in our lives, those, those spiritual atmospheres dictate us. Yeah. And I remember, and I, there was, I had, we had an intern, a summer intern, who's the son of one of our campus pastors, Joshua, and he stood in front of me as this, this guy came up to me and said, you guys, are, you guys are a church, and he was gonna fight me. And I'm about to go preach. We're in the last worship song, and I'm like, the cops are coming, there's 50 people outside, this has become like a mob situation. <laughs> and And I look at this intern and he's like tearing up. <laughs> He's scared, and I'm like, we're about to get jumped right before we go on stage. And you have taught me my whole life that there are things in this world that we cannot explain.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And can you talk to us a little, I know I've talked for a long time, but can you talk to us a bit about
1: spiritual environments, that this spiritual warfare, that this world that is unseen? Well, I think one of the things that I just want to summarize is, as you led to this particular moment, is that what we do is, has this interesting intersection of intense seriousness, and um, unrestrained fun. And if you're not having fun, people are gonna to wanna to come. But if you're not moving to serious engagement with life change and this dynamic of what would be spiritual warfare. I think there's a combination of things when you're dealing with spiritual warfare. I mean, you're also dealing with the basic issues of, of, um, of emotional instability in people, of mental health. You have people who aren't balanced, and then you have really the, Uh, manifestation of evil. That um, if you're going to do the kinds of uh, work that we do, you're going to realize it's an engagement between light and darkness. Mm. And uh, in the book of Acts, it actually talks about how um, it's the conflict of two kingdoms, how the kingdom of God is actually advancing against the kingdom of darkness. Mm. If you're going to take this seriously, and Help people come to know Jesus. You're going to violate the darkness. Mm. Every time you set someone free, you've released someone from captivity, mm. from a bondage. And um, and if we're going to listen to the meta narrative in the Scripture that humanity is captive to darkness, yeah. and that Jesus came to set us free to His light, then you need to realize that that every person that you liberate to hope, every person you, you, you bring into the freedom of Jesus' love is not released willingly, mm. that you've just gone to war for that person. I think this is where people get confused. I think a lot of times people think we're at war against humanity, mm. and we're not. We're at war for humanity. Mm. And what you experienced that moment, it's not an accident that right before you had to speak in the last gathering uh-huh. in, in that location. our biggest Wednesday we'd ever had. Standing room only somebody comes in and punches a person, then spits on the
0: person. It spits on the security guard yeah. and, and, and then we get surrounded by 50 men
1: who are now trying to defend the situation and attack us. Because what you had was a physical manifestation of a spiritual reality. Yeah. That war was already taking place there. By the way, that war takes place every time you walk into that room, whether someone gets punched in the face or not. Yeah. That war is taking place inside of the hearts of people every moment. Yeah. And, and I think that sometimes is underestimated and underplayed. And, and some days I feel like God almost just wakes you up. but He, he, he pulls back the curtain and lets you see what's really going on. Yeah. And other days you only see it because you see a marriage healed or you see a relationship restored or you see someone who was depressed find hope or um, someone who was suicidal find a reason to live. And we see it from that side. But there are other times God just, it just seems like he just pulls back the courage and says, I want you to see what's really going on here. Mm -hmm. There's something really profound, something powerful, and something deeply spiritual. And it is a war. And maybe that's why our podcast is called Battle Ready. Yeah, we talk (laughs) about The, the, and I think we we talk about so many
0: ideological battles and mm-hmm. I think growing up you used to tell me you, you have this story about when I was a kid and I went to a youth camp and and you you, you joke that when when you're a, a normal kid <laughs> they tell ghost stories yeah. and when you go to a, like a, a, a Christian camp they tell demon stories. <laughs> but I grew up with this awareness and and this spiritual awareness of of what was entering my soul really mattered. Mm-hmm. And I think so many young people, especially like in in, in California, in major cities, mm-hmm. that they, they, we open our souls and our hearts and our minds to things that are so far from God, and so mm-hmm. far from a healthy spiritual life. And, and we, we, I, was, I was listening to a podcast, and it was like Chrissy Teigen and Dave Chang, this guy, the chef that I really like. And they were talking about how once you move to LA, you really get into crystals. <laughs> and they were like totally just making fun of LA, but, yeah. but when, when you come to a new city, you come to LA, you, you take on you take on um, that was scary, but it was just a dog <laughs> dog freaking out. You take on this spiritual manifestation that, that it feels like when you move to a place that you actually take on the spiritual weight of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we talk about this when we go to LA, we, there's, there's an, an, a, a, there is a lack of peace mm-hmm. in the city. You can feel the heaviness of what young people are going through. You can feel that there's this expectation to be something that, that isn't normal in humanity, that isn't necessarily something that God wants for us.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the things people underestimate is that cities have environments. Hmm. They actually have uh, environments of anxiety or depression or, or greed or um, uh, destructive uh, uh, patterns. And and it's just like when you go into someone's house it's you know when you go into someone's home and they're healthy and they love each other you feel the weight of the beautiful environment you can you, uh, yeah
0: you and you've been someone who you've been you've been the person who's who has taught me to see what's what's unseen yeah and, and when you walk in arrive you you know you feel the undercurrent yeah you know what i mean yeah and, and i and i've learned how to, to i've learned i'm saying i'm in the process of learning how to surf but there's Mad, the guy who I surf with, has always taught me that it, it's less about what's happening at the top of the water, but what's actually going on underneath. Wow. But you can tell what's going on underneath by what's happening at the top. Yep. That when you get in the water, there's so much that can pull you and and throw you and bring you under. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's but it's darker and heavier as the deeper you go yeah. and when you walk into a room you know that there's so much going on and you feel it And i think so many times humanity humans like young people don't want to be aware to, of it mm-hmm. that they kind of live in this the shallow end yeah. of going i i know that there's stuff going on at home but i'm going to live in this i i, I a space where i just ignore it completely